We're back with the NHSportsPage.com podcast. Justin McIsaac, Dave Haley. Uh, three up, three down. We're going to talk all about it. And it's all brought to you by White Mountains Community College. They bring us coverage of uh, the North Country teams, Dave, and with campuses in your, your – is it your favorite spot in the state, the North Country? I, it, it must be, right? I love the North Country. And this morning, um, actually, I have to talk to you right now, Jason Brammer uh, from Littleton up on the site. He is the uh, White Mountains Community College uh, Athlete of the Month for December. So congratulations. We talked to Jason yesterday from Littleton. And not only has Jason been one of the best players for an undefeated Littleton team, he sees Sam Natty at work every day at Littleton. School. Well, he's, Littleton he's the luckiest guy on earth, I'd say that. He's a lot luckier than you, isn't he? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's there's a long list of people luckier than me, Dave. So that's... <laughs> I could, yeah, I, 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 can, I have a long list behind me as well. A lot luckier <laughs> than I am. Yes, no question. All right, well, it's been a little bit since uh, football season. We've got to uh, get together here on the podcast, but we're uh, we're ready to go. We are well into the basketball season. In fact, Division Four is almost halfway over, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was looking at the standings this morning for uh, for three up and three down, and uh, and I think Littleton seven and zero right now. And uh, I mean, Division Three hot. Oh, no, they're eight, they're eight and zero. Uh, Newmarket is six and one. Uh, spoiler alert! Don't listen. Everybody, put your phones away for the next ten seconds if you don't want a spoiler. I'll wait. Phones down. Yeah, Newmarket's going to play Littleton in the championship. <laughs> really? Sorry. Sunapee has nothing to say about that. They're five and zero. Who? Sunapee? They're undefeated still. No, no they're not. Nope. Sunapee's having a really nice season. Tim Potsfield is doing a great job. They, uh, Brady Grazana is doing a heck of a job. They got a good no. No. Okay. No. That, that's fair. Nobody's beating Littleton <laughs> and Newmarket on the way to the final four. Uh, this will probably get a, a rash of hate mail, but I. From mothers, like I did uh, at Woodsville years ago, but only you can only allow to send it after I'm wrong. So let's just wait till March. But now those are those are clearly two of those teams. And by the way, we're going to be covering uh, Newmarket at home on Friday night against Dairyfield. My good friend Rob Bradley, and it is the world premiere of Caged Heat Lance Legier, who I have no doubt will be on Sunday Night Football on NBC within two years when they see the film of what he's doing for NH Sports. I am looking forward to that then. There's nobody better than Lance Legier. That's, uh, talk about a kid that's uh, taking over the, the media landscape. He's outstanding. And a uh, shout-out real quick before we get going to uh, our newest videographer, Austin Graff, Oyster River's own, um, and a much better golfer than I and you, which is, again, there's a long list of those people as well. Uh, driving all the way out to Conval last night with me uh, in the ice and uh, doing a terrific job on a video that I really enjoyed watching Conval with a 30-point win over Coletton and Hallsburg line last night. And uh, we got the, that video up on the site and, of course, Oyster River Pembroke, which now is just one of the great rivalries in high school basketball, right, in New Hampshire, no question. Now they've played two uh, two memorable games, right, and one in the, in the Final Four and uh, one, one now in the regular season, which – Seemed to be just as good based on what everybody was saying. I haven't had a chance to watch the, the film of that yet, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Jen was raving about it on uh, on our group text last night. So, I mean, you figured they almost won it again with another Lauren Lucas side out of bounds play from midcourt. Almost the same spot on the floor, right? Twice. What's that? <laughs> almost the same spot on the floor. I, I think so. I think so. I haven't got to watch it yet, only because I'm not going to lie. I just got up very recently. I went to bed. I was doing stats until about 1.30 last night, but... Uh, I can't wait to watch not only that, but the entire game. I'm a gold level member, by the way, Justin. Are you? So am I. I'm a gold level member. Uh, No, your paperwork didn't go through yet. (sighs) That's it. You can't Um, hear me back yet. 
you figure you run that play four times, it's going to work once. Well, they've ran it twice, and it nearly worked both times. But great win for Pembroke and Oyster River was right there. I texted with Lauren last night, and his exact words were, it was fun. It was a fun game. So uh, I, I would love to see those two teams back again. I'm not going to declare that those two teams will absolutely be in the Division Two finals because I think there are plenty of teams that can get there. But I would love to see Oyster River Pembroke again in Durham, you and I, uh, midcourt for that one. I, I hope that happens. All right, knock on wood, it'll happen. All right, let's let's hop into it. Uh, three up, three down. Let's start with three up. Dave Haley, who you got? My three up, I'm going to start with the Merrimack Valley pride of uh, uh, Tim Moocher. Uh, Kyle Dubey has been absolutely terrific. He's averaging 19 points a game. I think he's fifth in Division Two in scoring right now. Griffin Wheeler is a young player for them who's played really, really well. They got a really good road win over Bo, 46-39. Bo hasn't won a game this year, and Bo's a, a pretty good basketball team. They're going to be um, they're going to be right in it, but they've just had a brutal schedule to begin. But uh, lost to Conval on opening night, Merrimack Valley, by nine points, which we can now say was a, a solid loss, uh, not a bad loss. Uh, they beat Kearsage at home. They went at Laconia one by 11. They beat up on poor Stevens, which is having a tough time in D2. Um, then we got uh, a win, 71-55, over Bishop Brady. Bishop Brady was the score last night, by the way, that you're like, huh? Like the dog looking <laughs> sideways at the TV when there's a like when the dog there's a dog barking on the television yeah. and your dog puts his eyes. 80-49 over Kennett? Yeah, I'm they, not surprised Mr. Brady won, but 80-49? Yeah, they just smacked around Kennett. That, I'll, say, I'll go ahead and say I'm surprised by that. Yeah, so well, the totality of it, and then a win over both. So they go. Um, so they are uh, five and one right now. Tim Mooch is a really, really good coach. They play Sanborn on Thursday at home. They're, they're going to win that game, I believe. So they'll be six and one. And then Justin McIsaac. Yes. On Tuesday night, they host arch rival Pembroke Spartans. Do you know who's going to be at the game? Uh, who is going to be at that game, Dave Haley? Dave Haley. Oh, that'll be a good one. Coming- Coming to see you, Merrimack Valley. So on Tuesday night, we're going to go over and cover that one. So Merrimack Valley off to a really, really good start and uh, a little better than I thought they were. I mean, I thought they were going to be a top ten team, uh, so I'm not shocked, but uh, but certainly impressed by their start. The quality wins over Kiersons, Bishop Brady, and Bo. Those are all good teams. All right, uh, for the start of my three up, I'm going to select. Well, you won't be surprised to hear me say Red Raiders, Dave, but it's not the one you think. It's the Belmont Red Raiders, Dave Haley. Jim Silly and company. Jim Silly, are you just trying to get clicks because you know Jim Silly's going to go absolutely insane when he hears this? Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's that may be part of my reasoning, but no. Look at it. The, uh, the only loss is at Hopkinton. That's a defensible loss. Uh, but they've, Dave, they played one home game this year, and they are one, two, three, four, five, and one. That's pretty good. Yeah, they've for been a really good. Good start they've for them. Really, Silly's a good coach, man. He's doing a good job, and the thing is. They're doing it by you know they're doing it as a group you know Aiden Roop is up for our uh, Buffalo Wild Wings general fundraiser player of the week he was really good on the road at Berlin uh, they got kids like Griffin Embry who are out defending out front with kids like Nate Sawtack and they've just sort of gotten it from a couple of different guys like Cam uh, Mazur is a kid who's like a big kid off their bench he's the catcher on the baseball team he had like a big out of nowhere like 14 point game earlier this season at Monadnock so. On different nights, different guys are just stepping up for them. And, you know, Belmont absolutely has been really, really good. Five and one, and it's not a, well, they haven't really played anybody yet. They, they've actually had a, a, a solid schedule. Um, Mike Gilford Golden Eagles caught a break last night. I was supposed to cover that game, but Adrian Saravo was unable to play. Corey Weston was going to gut it out with the, the Jordan flu game. 
Uh, that game got canceled, so it, it got moved to January 22nd. So my Guilford Golden Eagles caught a break because I think Belmont was going to handle them last night and move to 6-1. and one. But that's a good call on Belmont. Yeah, and, they, and they've got a, a couple of them. They've got three tough games coming up. They have uh, at St. Thomas, uh, home for White Mountains, and home for uh, some team called Guilford. That should be a W. But, uh, but no, I mean, easy. They're, they're, they're piling up these road wins, Dave, and then the back half of the schedule, they're at home a lot. So they could uh, – they could they could have a couple of home games in the tournament if they uh, if they keep it rolling. I'm just hold. I'm pausing. Okay, so Jim Silly now just drove into a ditch. Now I'm just hoping he'll be fine. He's got triple A. He's pumping his fist. The, the tow guy goes. I've never seen a guy so happy to be in a ditch with his car stuck. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's early for that, but I mean it's it's absolutely a great start. And here I want to say real quick. I I've been known to. I know you're going to fight me on this and say, no, not you, Dave, but I've been known to complain about schedules from here or there uh, over the Especially years. Especially the Lakes region. And I'll say it with good reason. The Lakes region teams kind of play each other a lot and don't play anywhere else, and uh, sometimes their records are inflated, but not, not this yeah. time. I, uh, right. I, 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 I've had some issues with different schedules over the years because I just think you got to play everybody. The schedules in D3 this year are terrific. I mean, they've really like balanced it out. Guilford has a brutal schedule. Uh, there's a road to Guilford going 9-9, nine and nine, and that's not a knock on them. It's just how hard their schedule So you're right about their schedule. All these teams are playing each other. You're seeing Conant playing Belmont and Guilford. You're seeing, you know, uh, Interlakes going over to Hopkinton. You know, you're seeing these Lakes region teams get out there. So that's really good. So I've been psyched about the schedule. And, uh, yeah, great stuff for Belmont. All right, your second team up, Dave Haley. The Portsmouth Clippers. All right. Oh, my goodness. I mean, For once, Alex you're talking Martin. about Portsmouth. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm teasing you. Listen, I, when you were sitting there snacking away by the Mulvey's pool last July, <laughs> I don't remember you, you know, <laughs> making comments like that. Uh, Johnny is doing a terrific job. They're 3-2. and two. Uh, They lost without Alex Tavares on opening night to Winnicunit uh, a lot to a little. No shame in losing to Winnicunit at Winnicunit. Uh, but they didn't have Tavares. Uh, I don't think they would have beaten Winnicott with him, but uh, then they lost a very, very close game to Exeter at home, a game that we covered with Cody Morissette and Cody Graham doing the game with me. I was texting with Cal Hewitt, member of the NA Sports page, uh, Seacoast team, after the game, and I, I, I was saying to him, and he was agreeing, he was psyched to where they are. I said, I think you guys are three, four weeks ahead of where I thought you'd be. It's unbelievable the – these four or five guys they have that are new, you know, Jack Russo, Tommy Dagnan, Jake Booten, um, Zach Paradise, they're all like, they're all so fundamentally sound. You never see ports of run a play where some guy's wandering in the wrong direction or right. there's confusion on the floor. They're so precise out there, and they really handed it to Memorial last night. My boy Danny Bryson um, just has a young team over there. Memorial's going to be fine. They're rebuilding. But um, but Portsmouth put up 80 points last night. Tavares had a huge 92nd in the division, scoring at 26.3 points per game. And they just they're better earlier than I thought they'd be. My prediction for the Clippers were they're going to be that terrifying five-six seed at the end of the year, where you were the three, you know, or four seed, going, oh my god, I got we got to play Portsmouth in the quarterfinals. They're they're better than that already, and uh, I'm interested to see how they do when they hit the meat of their schedule. All right, and uh, my next team up is the next team on Portsmouth's schedule, the Salem Blue Devils. Uh, I tell you oh, what, yeah. I, I, like you with Notre Dame, I feel a lot better about Spalding's loss to Salem now that the Blue Devils have gone and just thumped everybody else on their schedule. Beat up Nashville South, beat up Wyndham, uh, beat up Pinkerton, and most recently beating up Dover last night. So 5-0 uh, and oh for Rob McLaughlin's team, and, and they've got Portsmouth 
coming to town on Friday. That'll be a big one. That'll be a, a big test for the Blue Devils. That's a huge game. That's 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 a fun one early on. And yeah, I mean, I think I've spoken a lot about Salem. Um, doing my first Thursday column today, and that will be like one that we really preview in depth. I'm I'm really uh, kind of jumping on the bandwagon with those guys. Kai Poulin with the old man game. He's just got a true back-to-the-basket game, gets his hands on a lot of rebounds. Remember that game against Spalding, at the end of the game, you were totaling up the point totals, and you're like, pulling at eight, and we both felt like he had had like 15 just because he was so active. And uh, he's so smart out there, so I'm a huge fan of Kyle Poulin. Zach Caravello is really, really good up front with uh, Trevor Domenico. Um, and I really haven't been Laycock, uh, who is a 6'5 center who can block shots. They take charges. They kind of annoy teams they play. You know, teams right. come away respectfully saying those guys are annoying to play because they defend you so hard. They jump passing lanes, and they do take charges. If you try to drive on them, they're going to try to dive under you. I blame not Rob McLaughlin, who's a good friend and a great coach. I blame Mike Krzyzewski. I blame Mike Krzyzewski for a lot of the yells of the world. <laughs> well, that's with good reason. He's uh, yeah, There's you. nothing wrong with that. I agree with you. <laughs> of the world, Mike, poor Mike Krzyzewski. But uh, by the way, I'm going to Boston College, Virginia tonight, and do you know who I'm going to the game with? The more sense, but guess, who's, guess who I'm going to be sitting with tonight, Justin? Who's that? The legendary Bill Ball. Really? Oh, wow. He's going to the game. I know. I, 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 was, I was invited to go to that game, and there was, what is it, like a 9 o'clock tip-off? There's no possible yeah, way I can make it. Yeah, 9 o'clock tip, BC, Virginia. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm falling asleep as we tape this podcast after working two straight nights and getting up two early mornings. So it's, it's a bummer yeah. I'm missing that. It's going to be fun, but you should have a great time. Last night, I went to bed about an hour and 45 minutes before you woke up. So you and I are just kind of on different cycles. <laughs> and listen, I went to bed at 11, so it's not like I was uh, <laughs> turning in early after uh, watching UNE thump on uh, Salve Regina last night. But, uh, yeah, our, but our, oh, go ahead. But Salem, yeah, no, just, just to wrap up, Salem is a team I'm very, very high of. I had in preseason number six, um, and they're off to a terrific start, and they're doing a great job. All right, your third team up. My third team up is Uh-oh. the Colebrook Mocs. Oh, no. They beat Groveton. That's it. They are 4-2 right now. I'm not overstating where Colebrook is right now because there's still a lot of issues with that squad. But they've got some good wins on their resume. And you kind of look at you know the teams they've beaten. They beat Gorham on the road, 54-45. Gorham's been solid. They had a, uh, a scratch-your-head loss at Profile, 47.3, back on December 12th. Since then, they've won three in a row. They beat America's team, the Lisbon Panthers. Well, I mean, Sam Natty just got outcoached. That's all that happened there. I think that's clearly, yeah. Both teams are, talent-wise, very equal, and Sam Natty just simply just got outcoached. Yeah. But, yeah, no, they're, um, they got a big one um, tonight at Woodsville, who's 2-3, and three, but not, you know, Woodsville's 2-3, and three, but they played a tough schedule. Then they go at White Mountains and at Moultonboro. After that, it eases up with Gorman home, Linwood at home, Cannon Pittsburgh at home before the famous, the favorite, our, our traditional February 2nd at Groveton game, which I will be there. And I think Austin Grass is coming up with me. He's oh, making man. the track. That's, and you uh, promised you're coming afterwards. Your Hanover I'm going to see what right? I can you're do coming. after Hanover. Uh, I don't think I promised anything. That was supposed uh, to be a surprise. For everybody right at the Groveton Legion, but you're you're ruining it. Good job. Great. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I I give Colbert credit now at four and two, Buddy Trask, and uh, they've turned it around after that loss to Profile, and uh, yeah, we'll see where they go from here. But Colbert deserves a little mention. 
All right, there you go. So my uh, my last team up, I'm going to stay in Division 4, Dave Haley, and I'm going to give you, I submit to you, the Portsmouth Christian Academy Eagles. Now, they did get I knew it was coming. beat up by Newmarket, but I did not see PCA being 4-2 and two at this point in the season, did you? Or 5-2. 5-2. 5-2, yes. Um, yeah, they are, Derek Summers is uh, uh, doing a real good job, and they... They got a couple of kids who can score, and what I think the, the Division Four is so top heavy this year, and they're so so. AJ Chase is averaging 17 points a game for them. Bryson Lund, 12.1. Um, By the way, Bryson Lund's uh, brother, uh, Devin Lund, looks exactly like uh, Ivan Drago. Really? Yes, like a yeah, like a big. And does he that also, make you want to to fight him? Do, no, does no. That make you want to cower from him? No. How does that make you feel? The Siberian Express, death from above. No, thank you. But uh, luckily, Devin Lund is a really nice kid. The whole Lund family is great. Yeah, I, I do remember our 45-minute, 50-minute Rocky podcast where we all said where Ivan Drago is. Apparently, he's alive and well. I, I, I had him. Uh, I, I was mis- it was Clever Lang I had on Dancing with the Stars. But I, I, think we all had, I think we all had Ivan Drago in the grave, I believe. In right? the gulag yeah. after he attacked fake Gorbachev, yes. That's right, in the gulag. Yeah, so PCA this year with Division Four the way it is, there's going to be that good-bad team where it was Colbrook a couple of years ago with Jose Alvarado where you're just going to beat the teams that aren't as good as you on your schedule and lose to the ones better. And I think PCA might be that team where they end up 12-6, and six, you know, 11-7. and seven, You know, I mean, 12-6 sure. is feasible now that they're 5-2. and two. Um, But if they can win games against teams like Farmington and sneak one from Pittsfield and then just take care of business in uh, some of their other games – um, then absolutely they can get there, and uh, PCA is back in the conversation again. But yeah, they're, they're a big team. You know, AJ Chase, Bryce Lund, they've got some, uh, they've got some kids who are scoring for them. So yeah, it's a good call. All right. So uh, unfortunately, when we do three up, we have to do three down, Dave. And now it's time to it's time to take shots at teams and and uh, give bulletin board material. No, I'm just kidding. So who do you have first for three down? Yeah, I, I've got the Alvin Broncos. Um, and I'm ready to do a deep dive on them a little bit today in my Thursday call, and it'll be up tomorrow. The Alvin Broncos are 3-2. and two. Uh, They lost last night, and uh, the Nashua South, who, by the way, I bumped into somebody when I was coaching my daughter's game. Uh, he, he's one of my friends from Exeter, and he was saying he, he had watched Exeter play South the night before, and he's like, Nate Masrall is coaching his butt off. Like, he's really, really got some young players. He's doing a great job. So shout-out to, to Nate Masrall at South, but – Alvern, definitely there's something chemistry-wise going on over there. You see it year-to-year with some teams. Uh, we got another team here coming up that uh, ha- I think has some of the same issues. But Alvern is too talented, and Marty Edwards is too good of a coach to not be better than they've been early on. Uh, they were lucky to beat BG. And, uh, and not that BG's a bad team, but like they could easily be 2-3 and three at this point in the season. And something's going on with Alvern, whether it's just I'm not trying to make too much of it like it's a locker room issue or the kids aren't getting along. I'm not saying anything like that. I have no idea. But what I'm saying is they're not playing as well as they should be. It doesn't seem to be flowing on, out on the court like it should be. And um, right now there's something going on with Alvern. So uh, they're, they're my first of the three down. All right. Uh, first team I have down is I'm going to have to go with the Wyndham Jaguars, who after a, a kind of an optimistic what? start. Yeah. Yeah, they they, they they moved in from D two. Listen, they lost by seven to Londonderry. We all kind of raised our eyebrows, like, oh, that's not a terrible loss. Then they beat Trinity. Trinity's kind of on the upswing. Since then, they got the you know thumped by Salem, lost to Bedford, and lost to, at Merrimack. And, uh, I don't know. Were they trending in the wrong direction? What's going on there, you Dave? Go, 
you go tell EJ Perry that. You I will. Four inches in front of his nose and tell him. I'll get right in his face. I'll say EJ Perry. He'll wipe you off the earth. <laughs> he would uh, too. That's. <laughs> I think Wyndham is gonna kind of come along as they are. I think Wyndham is a program that needs to, in year one, build some confidence and you know get past the old should we be in D one or not because I think sure. that's kind of inevitable for a lot of these schools. Um, you never, ever, ever are going to see again. I don't believe where Port, you know, a team like Portsmouth who just rolls in and wins two straight titles. I think the kids and the program have to because Wyndham is a D one program. I mean, you know what I mean, size wise right. and, and resources. Um, I think that you know he's got to build a culture over there, and he's a terrific coach. I mean, EJ Perry is one of the best coaches in the state of New Hampshire. I mean, from from day one, I watched him win a title at Salem, and uh, he won a couple over there. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not going to question your up and your downs, but um, sounds like I, I you think just did. Kind of right where I would expect them. All right, well there, uh, there you go. So who do you have for, uh, for your second team down? Can, can I pop in real quick and tell you something? Um, I'm getting the videos, beginning to get the videos. Did you see uh, the players' locker room where the kids are going to be answering eight questions on video for us? Did you see that? I did. Some I, I don't want to like spoil some of the answers. But some of the answers these kids are giving on the actor who's going to play them is absolutely laugh out loud funny. <laughs> it's I, I, unbelievable. The, the one thing you can always say about high school kids, somebody was asking me, they're like, how do you, you know, what's it like, you know, talking to high school kids all the time for what you do? You can, would you agree with this? You can never, ever predict what they are going to know and what they're not going to know. That's, yes. Did you say that? That's a fact. I hear no lies right now. But uh... you never, like, it, you'll never be surprised. So there's one player, I won't say who he is. But just because it's funny on the video, and like I don't spoil it, but there's one kid who picked Tom Cruise to play in a movie. <laughs> so I responded over a text. There was two teammates that were doing it one by one, and I said, can you tell him that he just picked a 54-year-old actor to pick him in a movie? And then, so they kind of laughed, and I said, I would have thought he would have picked Miles Teller. And then they both were like, we have no idea who Miles Teller is. I have no How idea who not- Miles Teller is. Oh, my God. Who is that? You ever see Whiplash, the movie where like the kid went to like the Berkeley school and he was, he's been in like one of the terrible like uh, superhero movies and he's an upcoming actor. But I just thought it was funny that a high school kid picked Tom Cruise to play him. In oh, maybe he's an I 80s guess. movie fan, someone we can relate to, right? He's 54. He wasn't in the 80s. You can watch those movies, Dave, on Netflix. They still exist. And Tom Cruise has the need, the need for so, speed. Those videos, cool trickle. Uh, there's going to be, I mean, that was that was Top Gun, but my favorite is it was Cold Trickle and uh, Days of Thunder. Uh, so these videos are going to be coming out. They're really funny. We ask them eight questions, and uh, they're doing a great job. Sean Menard has done one from Pembroke. Uh, Ryan Grijalva and Josh Morissette from Exeter did their video and stuff like that. I will tell you, uh, one of the questions is who's been your biggest influence in your basketball career, and nobody yet has said Justin McIsaac. I just well, you haven't that. asked Tyvico yet. That's why, so. He's on. He's on the player's locker room. Doesn't get out. All right, where, where are we? Is it your, your okay? Your second team down. You got us completely off the rails. I know it happens. I'm gonna say, and this is gonna. He's just gonna go. Oh no! Why are you doing this? I'm gonna say that. It's hard saying this because this is our boy. I'm gonna say the Kearsage Cougars. You know what? I was I was leaning a little that way because I got a, a close-up look at him the other night. But uh, go ahead. Come on, guy. How are you and my guys doing I'll, that? I'll give you my thoughts after you uh, let me hear what you got to say. How was that Nate Camp impersonation, by the way? So that wasn't was bad. bad. That was pretty good. Thank you. Uh, lost 53-43 at home to Laconia in a game that Justin McIsaac covered. So I will keep the floor to you in a moment to tell me about that one. But um, 
just haven't been a great start. Their, their losses are not bad. First of all, they got a great win in opening night against Lebanon. Um, they lost at Conval, which is solid. They got a solid win at Bishop Brady. And they lost at Merrimack Valley. And Laconia at home is not a great loss. Uh, you know, just because Laconia, I've got to see where they kind of stack up in Division II. Um, but here's where they go now. They go at Milford. That's going to be very tough on Friday night. Yep. At Lebanon, who's going to want a little bit of revenge. They got the Cole Brown Bears at home. I will be seeing Cole Brown on Friday night. Cole Brown, Sauhegan, and Jenchik. Ruth and I will be in the Dave Smith uh, Dome in uh, Northwood on Friday night covering that. But So they've got at Milford, at Lebanon, and Cole Brown at home uh, their next three games. And the thing about Division Two is when you look around, there's just there aren't a lot of bad teams. It's just a lot of right. really solid teams. And it's, so night to night, it is going to be hard to get wins. All right, so here's here's at the end of that Laconia game, that that, that thing was a, a one-position game the whole way, and yeah. Kearsarge just kind of had a meltdown at the end of the game. Uh, Jack Jala had some tough calls go against him during the game. He fouled out. He walked by the ref, clapping his hands, and you know how these middle-of-the-state refs are, turned around and immediately teed him up. Uh, so that that gave uh, four free throws to Laconia. Middle-of-the-state refs. I don't think I've ever heard that term. Well, it, it's, Kearsarge isn't really the Lakes region. It's not the Upper are Valley. Are Middle Earth? Are they hobbits? Like, what's going on with them? That's possible, oh, yes. Middle-of-the-state. I thought you meant Middle-earth. I thought you were I didn't ask the man where he came from. All I saw was him tee up Jack Jala. So uh, Laconia got four free throws. Then uh, Kearsarge is trying to foul, and Kyle Hernan commits a foul. But Kyle Hernan, I don't know if you've seen him in person. He's like a Sherman tank, okay? He's like 6'6", and he's thick, and he fouls a kid who goes into the second row of the bleachers just because he bounced off Kyle Hernan. So intentional foul is called. Four more free throws. For Laconia, oh, and, wow. and that and that's how it ended up being like a ten point game. That was that was a close game the whole way. Uh, they just got to figure out. I think they're they're still trying to figure out how to play together. It looks like like Hernan's a force down low. He missed a lot of layups though. Uh, you know Jack Jala never really got going on offense because he was in, fa- in and out of foul trouble. So I think they're going to be okay because we know how good the oh, job do camp does. But yeah, they're they're kind of I think they're they're searching for an identity right now. That's that's the impression yeah, I got. When we put three teams, let's just do this because we know how dramatic staff text is every week. I get, you know, I get text messages <laughs> by noon telling me how angry certain teams are in me and stuff like that, and I never hear from the ones I text. But we're not saying that these three teams are going to be up all season. These three teams are going to be down all Correct, season. Yeah. It's, just, it's a week-to-week. You know, we're, we're filling time here, and it's an excuse to just talk about a lot of different teams. But, yeah, I think Kyrgyz is going to be fine. Um, but they got a lot, you know, you lost Taylor Matos and you lost Joe Starozic and Tommy Johnson. So you lost two All-State players. Joe Starozic was a three-year starter. So, yeah, it's going to take some time to come together. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. So they'll, they'll be okay. They're just, yeah, they're, they're kind of searching for it right now. And the schedule doesn't help them. So, but, yeah. uh, but Camper will get that thing turned around. All right, my, uh, my second team down. I had a couple to choose from here. Uh, but I think I'm going to have to. Okay, t- tell me what's going on here. I, with another Division Four team, I know Division Four is down as a whole, but what's going on with Wilton Lineboro? I, I just I don't know if they've got the pieces. Um, I saw them on film against Lisbon, which was quite a you know, which was quite a film to watch, and uh, <laughs> they haven't played an easy schedule. Um, and you know they lost Jake Levert last year, who was their leading scorer. I don't know a ton about Wilton Lineboro. Yeah. Um, they had that weird coaching change last year where they they got you know they they they. They got their coach. He left it was one way or the other in December of last year, and they kind of kind of pieced it together for the rest of the year. But um, I think more the name Wilton Lineborough because of the the Carrier brothers and Jordan Litt and so forth. You expect them to be a little bit better, but 
you know, I, I thought they'd be better when they won in seven. But I yeah, mean, they, their I, one I, win is a two point win over Conquer Christian, which no offense to Conquer Christian, that's that's not good. No, it's not good when Conquer Christian just lost seventy three to thirteen in Newmarket the other night. So, and Simon Cody played about four minutes in that game. Um, yeah, I just think that they're just down right now and uh, tough to know. Listen. When you go to Lisbon on opening night and you play America's team and, of course, come away with a loss, it's like walking into the ring. Of the, oh, I'll sure. it up again with the Siberian Express. I mean, you're just going to get knocked <laughs> around a little bit, and it's going to have an after effect. There are going to be after waves, aftershock from, from facing Lisbon. Yeah, you'd be wetting your pants just walking into it. Uh, won't you see Sam Natty? Uh, you know, it, it's amazing you don't turn around and go right home. So there you go. Absolutely. You see that, that, that banner on the wall with Sam Natty and his Division Four <laughs> golf championships, two of them, I believe. And uh, you're never the same human being after that. It's, you know, like the first time I saw The Exorcist. Never, no, nothing was ever quite the same. All right, there you go. All right, your final team down, Dave Haley. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's not Guilford. It's not Guilford. The White Mountain Spartans. Oh, we had high yeah. hopes for White Mountains preseason. I've not abandoned those high hopes. but And they, they, this is the team that battled Portsmouth deep into the third quarter. You can attest. I think they were down yeah. six. You know, early fourth quarter against Portsmouth in the Jamboree, they were great. Um, they also, I, I can't decide if it's, I think there's got to be some stuff there on the floor that they got to figure out. Jack Curtis having two points against Littleton is baffling because he's, I'm not questioning how good he is. I already know how good he is. But something's not going on where maybe he's not being assertive enough. I don't know what's going on. Mike Curtis runs really, really good stuff. He's a very good coach. They'll figure it out. Uh, Buddy Lachance, I really like a lot on Team Connor Bosey. And, of course, Zeke Pribbenow is kind of a monster down low. Their schedule is about to get right, as they say. They go at Newfound on Friday night, so they're going to win that game by 40. They're going to play Colbrook at home. They're going to win that. That sets up a big game at Belmont in two weeks on a Friday night. Uh, and then they get Littleton the following Tuesday, and Jennifer Chick, Ruth, and I will be in the house in, where is White Mountains Regional High School located, Justin McCartney? That is Whitefield, New Hampshire. Whitefield, New Hampshire. And again, if you're listening to this and you did not watch our Jamboree podcast, I asked Cal Hewitt and Alex Tavares, of course, <laughs> on camera, where is White Mountains High School? By the way, they were about 10 minutes away from playing White Mountains High School. That's right. And the closest guess was Alton. That was the closest <laughs> I think Cal Hewitt, no, I think Alex, Alex came up with that. Cal Hewitt tried to go with north of Concord. I'm well, like, he's not wrong. I, he's not yeah, wrong. Technically, Canada is north of Concord. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to throw that out there. But the, uh, one thing about these guys is that they um, they had a kid, Bra- I think Braxton Brown's his name, who didn't come out for the team, who was sort of like their muscle guy, defensive guy off the bench. He's playing baseball at Plymouth State. So, as you know, you covered, we covered their championship game in baseball. They're, they have a great baseball program up there, White Mountains, which is pretty incredible because they have snow until, like, you know, late April. Right. Um, but uh, he decided not to come out for the team, and I think depth-wise, it's hurt them a lot. they got to get more out of Hunter McLeod off the bench. He didn't score the other night. Um, he's six foot four off the bench. Um, you know, I think Pribbenow's put up the numbers. Jack Curtis, I think, needs to have a couple of 20, 25-point games where he just kind of lets it loose. I think they'll be fine. Their schedule is very conducive for them being 13-5, 14-4, even, even though right now they're sitting at 3-3. Three and three. But right now they've been a little bit of a disappointment. Losing to Berlin twice was a big surprise. Um, you know, I, I thought they would have handled them. Um, nothing is Berlin. I just, but, you know, size-wise they have a huge advantage. Um, so I'll put White Mountains as my third down.
All right, my final team down, and I know we we expect them to be down this year, but I didn't think they were going to get thumped in every one of the games they played. Uh, the Pinkerton Astros. Now I know they played the the the, the, the iron of Division One, but they haven't really been competitive in many of these games, losing to Exeter, Portsmouth, Dover, Salem, and Winnicott. It and it doesn't get easier for them, Dave. You know why? Why, Justin? Their next game is against the Spalding Red Raiders. I don't know why I said it Wait, like Wait, why Regan. is Matt Regan saying I don't know. That, but, I, but, <laughs> I like That's to say, where you're mixing your impersonations and you're pulling Matt Regan. I'm like, why is Matt Regan talking about Spalding? There is no Tim Spalding Cronin Spalding. impersonation. I would not I would not dare to think I could speak uh, as well as the president does. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, no. like, I just like to talk like Matt Regan. But what's going on with Pinkerton, Dave? Well... I think we got to jump in here. You said that they played the iron. They lost to Portsmouth at home. That's not a bad loss, right? Alex Tavares didn't play. Yeah. They didn't have Alex Tavares back. So they lost to Portsmouth at home, and Alex Tavares, who's scoring 26 points a game, did not play in that game. So that's a that's not a good loss. Let's just put it that way. Um, I don't know what's going on Pinkerton. If Pinkerton does not make the playoffs, and I pick them not to make the playoffs, um, this would be three consecutive years that the Pinkerton Astros have not made the tournament. So – I don't know how that's possible with the amount of kids in that school. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Jay Reynolds is a very good player. Uh, Brady Day, they got some players over there. Nick Lombard, who we know from football. Um, but they have not put it together early on. The schedule will ease up, and, um, you know, we'll see what, what Pierre Rosinski throws at people. He likes to kind of mix things up with his defensive pressure and zone trapping and so forth and so on. Um, but, no, I, that's definitely a team down. I mean, uh, that Portsmouth game was there to be won. Portsmouth had just lost on opening night by about 50 points to Winnicunit. Winnicunit went all, you know, Ralphie on Scott Farkas and that one and just kind of beat up the team that's been beating up on them. Yeah. Um, and, and then uh, and Pinkerton wasn't able to beat them uh, a couple of nights later. So, yeah, I would say that's a valid uh, 13 down. All right. Well, there you have it. Three up and three down. Uh, I don't. I don't have any more high school games on the schedule for this week. It's all college stuff for me. Uh, Friday and Saturday. What do you have coming up, Dave? Uh, this weekend. Sauhegan at Co Brown on oh, that's Friday fun. night uh, at the Dave Smith Dome. I hope somebody gives uh, a shout out to Jennifer Chickwood at her alma mater. It'd be very embarrassing if they don't. But we'll see. At Co Brown, they got a lot of art students. Somebody should maybe do a mural of Jennifer Chick Ruth. So let's keep on the Ivan Drago theme. And you could have the huge mural of Jennifer Chick Ruth like in the building. I think that would be really nice when you walk in. Wouldn't that be nice to look at? I feel like it's uh, it's overdue for that to be done. But, yes, it would be nice. Dang. And I, I, I'm embarrassed I have to ask for it. And then the other game we're covering is Dairy Field at Newmarket. Like I said, the, the, the beginning of the Lance Legere uh, cage heat era at any sports, but he and Austin Grass are going to be doing that game on Friday night. So two more games on Friday night. The new generation, Austin Grass and Lance Legier, two guys under 20 getting it done. I like that. Uh, I, I, yeah. I will give you this viewing recommendation for next Wednesday, Dave. Uh, next Wednesday, I'm doing UNE Hoops. They are taking on the Endicott Gulls. Uh, your oh, uh, one of your favorite players, kid on that team, Keith Brown. Now Endicott, or excuse me, UNE's running that Grinnell style where they they give up 100 points a game, but they also score 100 oh, points a game. Oh my god! Keith Brown could have 60 in that game. That's all I'm saying. 60. Easily have 70. He has a 50 in regular game. Griffin Curtis from Salem is also on that team as well. Uh, yeah. Uh, so if you yeah, want, you may have to. I may need live updates on how Keith Brown's doing in yeah. that game. If you want to see Keith Brown get buckets, you, you know what? If you're in the, in the Seacoast of New Hampshire, I want to drive out to the game. It's about an hour away, uh, Bedford, Maine. So I want to check that out. So there you go, Dave. It's been fun. We're going to do this every week, uh, usually on Wednesdays, unless something comes up. So 
Looking forward to it all season long. Yeah, I've got a big announcement coming um, on the uh, Thursday Thoughts tomorrow about the senior all-star team and everything that's going on with the PAPC game. I'm going to name the coaches, and there's not going to be one New Hampshire team in that game, uh, excuse me, NA Sports Page team in that game. Two teams will be playing against BABC on that day uh, in one venue, So, and there's two coaching staffs that have been uh, already named. So that announcement, all that stuff is coming tomorrow in the Thursday column, so check that out tomorrow morning. Big market tease. I like it. All right, for Dave Haley, I'm Justin McIsaac. Thanks to White Mountains Community College for sponsoring today's podcast, and we'll see you next time.